Let's welcome in Howard Yu, Lego Professor of Management and Innovation at IMD Business School. Thank you so much for joining me today. So you have a few areas that you think could withstand a financial crisis. I'm curious, I know automotive is one, but how is it that you go about selecting these sectors in the first place? So the way we think about a company, whether they're future ready, is almost like a balance scorecard, if you will, Nicole. So we're looking at the earning power of an organization, the amount of free cash flow, but we're also looking at investors' expectation. We're also looking at board diversity, whether they can think outside the box. And most importantly, of course, is new innovation traction. Do the products, do the services actually get scale in the marketplace? So think about this as a composite score, and out of which we see there are companies more future-ready than others for various reasons. But it is really a balancing approach for companies to consider. Right, to see if they are ready, in fact. So your first focus here is the automotive sector. Um, could it be ready to survive a financial crisis? I remember what happened with General Motors, for example. Tell me a little bit about some of the names in this group. Yeah, I think for the automotive companies, um, these days, of course, everyone can make a EV or electric drivetrain. That's commodity in itself. But last year in 2021, what we see is the capability that are most critical for organization to move forward is actually software, is chipset, whether you're manufacturing it or you design it yourself. So this is how uh, you know Tesla, for instance, is able to keep up its production line opened when pretty much everyone else needs to shut down their production line because of the lack of chipsets. So essentially what happened in the automotive industry because of this convergence of industry dynamic, organization that will succeed in 2022 are the one who can pivot to new capability ahead of times, really using the cash flow that they have to invest and build up and scale this new type of capacities. Right. So that being said, as you look at these different areas, right, um, names like you, you mentioned how they really are ready to transform to the world of EV, Tesla, Toyota. Um, are there some that seem to be better positioned than others? And what really determines to you which ones those yeah. are? Yeah, Nicole, one thing that jumped out at me is when we are looking back in last year's performance versus this year, there are new players or unconventional name really surge big time this year. Companies such as BYD, Build Your Dream in China, which stood out because for the longest time, people don't pay too much attention to them. But they are, in fact, one of the very, very few car makers who actually have a semiconductor factory that they could become self-sufficient. And they're also supplying the semiconductor chipset to other automakers. And also, they have been diversified their earnings so that it's not just domestic consumption in China, but they ex actually export quite a bit abroad. So Hyundai is a similar story. So what we see is to succeed in 2022 is whether they are able to scale up these new capabilities. Do they have sufficient business diversity across region? Those define resilience. Right. Let's turn our attention straight over to the financial sector or names that are related. You have JP Morgan, Visa, MasterCard as some that could be best positioned. We have a rising rate environment, consumers that are getting ready to get squeezed. Um, but you have those names as the best positioned. And on the other side, 
maybe some that might be under pressure in some way, American Express Credit Suisse, explain what the differences are and which ones are the winners to you. Yeah, so in the financial sector is pretty much uh, resonating with your former guess. It's like these days because of interest rate is hiking up, the cost of borrowing is increasing. So last year, FinTech is no doubt the big winner. But this year we see big banks and big organizations making comeback. This is when Block and PayPal drop a little bit this year compared to last year. And the big winners such as Visa and Master, what they have done is essentially basically embrace frenemies. Sometimes you're friends, sometimes you're an, uh, enemies. So they would work with PayPal, they would work with FinTech disruptors to scale up these all new innovation to the marketplace. What they have done is quite smart in a way that they don't take on specific market risk because it is so turbulent in the environment. You never know whether consumers ready to buy NFT on a metaverse, but if your infrastructure builder like uh, American, uh, like a Visa and Master, you basically can scale focusing on building up that world-class backend system for your client. Right. Compared to Amex you just mentioned, they sort of get trap in a credit card logic and they couldn't really branch out to become a true mobile payment company these days. I love the chart that you supplied us too. There's a lot of names on here. Um, it's exciting work that you do. Thank you for your insight today. Always nice to have you on the show. Howard Yu, Lego Professor of Management and Innovation at IMD Business School. Thank you.